to you tighter than I should many days I've worried you away even though you're here well good afternoon uh, what an amazing day. So this morning we've been with uh, Leo Davy, uh, artist at his Minehead studio, and this afternoon we're in the incredibly peaceful, calming and tranquil surroundings of East Keep in Watchet. And this afternoon we are with uh, Georgie Grant, who is the co-director of The Onion Collective here at East Key. Hello there, Georgie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, no, it's absolutely brilliant. Thanks for, um, well, thanks for accommodating us in this amazing pod, but more on that later. And hello there, Lucy. Hello. Hello. You all uh, awake now after our coffee? Yes, or... we've had a lot of caffeine today. Yeah, we? an awful lot of caffeine, and uh, it's really great coffee here at East Key. so uh, a, a plug. Um, I'll plug the tea was good as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. well, not for me. No, okay, no, no. I, Another I, day. Yeah, I might just have cake after we finish. So, <laughs> if, if I'm really good. It looked delicious. Um, and uh, just as of a point of order for our listeners, because you know many hundreds of people will be listening to this podcast, you may be able to hear in the background some choral singing, and that is courtesy of an immersive installation here at East Key. Um, tell us a little bit about that, Georgie. Yes, so this is called Lusitano Remixed, um, and it's brought to East Key um, thanks to Dunster Festival and Benjamin Tassi. Um, and uh, I've, I've just found out actually that um, Lusitano was a composer, one of the first black composers to be published in the 1500s, um, and it's just he's just beginning to have a bit of a revival. So this installation is in um, Studio 10, and it has speakers all around the room. So either you can stand in the middle of the room and hear the choral singing, or you can stand next to one speaker at a time and hear each individual voice. And it's very moving. Mm. Yeah, it is, isn't it's it? It's lovely. And you, you've heard this type of thing before, haven't well, you? Well, I yeah. like this kind of music, mm. you know. So um, I have walked around and stood in front of the different speakers, like you were saying. And it's lovely because you can hear... I mean, it sounds silly, but when you watch them or you listen to it on a recording, you can't tell which voice is coming from which singer. Mm. You, you try sometimes. I try and figure it out. Here, you can just stand and hear that sound, and then you can stand in the middle and hear where the layer is, and it's lovely to hear. Mm. So I, you know, we love it. We've just been having a chat, and we can hear it in the background. Um, and maybe we'll wave the microphone as we leave yeah. people can hear it but it's definitely worth coming and experiencing isn't it and you don't need to know anything about no. classical music you just, no. you just feel it mm. it comes, yeah. goes through your whole body it does especially when you stand in the middle mm. you do feel it kind of. but it's a lovely feeling it's quite calm like you say it's calming it's incredibly calming and just having in the background here for me as someone who's always quite high adrenaline it's actually quite lovely to mm. be really calm entering this podcast yeah. so you know if anyone notices any silences and me not waffling as usual or I'll have fallen asleep <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah. Lucy nudge me I will. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> and, and of course for the tech heads out there and I know that there's a load of people out there like me it's almost like the old quadraphonic experience of having mm. lots of different channels of audio around a room and it really yeah it does something when you walk into it it's very different from just having a, mm. a stereo experience it is truly immersive so uh, yeah definitely well worth a visit to Studio 10 here at East Key. How long is it on for? Good question uh, it's on I think for about three weeks let me just check 
So, so um, it's sort of timed around the Dunster Festival, isn't it? Which is at exactly. the end of May in Dunster Village. It's at the, on exactly. the second Maybank Hall. So it's mm. just started. It finishes on the 12th of June. Okay. So there's time for people to come Absolutely. and hear it. Yeah. So just yeah. before my birthday, just in case any listeners <laughs> want to know when it's my birthday, you know, I'll put those details in the meta yeah, description. You do that. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got loads of mail. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> loads of cards and gifts, hopefully. So, Georgie, um, this project here is something that's relatively close to my heart. I've seen this grow over the last five years or so since I've been back in West Somerset and Exmoor, and uh, architectural style and the way that it occupies this space and watch it Harborside is, I think, immense. I think it's just wonderful. Um, so, I, I suppose... We've got to start by asking the question, where did it all start and what's your involvement in all of this? Well, it's becoming infamous now that it all started in a pub, in a, in a pub, sorry, with cider. Mm-hmm. All good things start in they pubs. Do. I think they do, actually, because yeah, that's when you have the exciting conversations. Mm. And we just, over and over and over, we're like, oh, why doesn't this happen and why doesn't that happen and we should do this? And then after, I think after, we just got bored of ourselves. We were like, should we just, should do we do it? it? So we formed Onion Collective back in... The end of 2012, right. actually. What is it called, Onion Collective? <laughs> well, um, we're a kind of a development trust, but we didn't want to be called because it's boring. Right? It is boring, yeah. So we thought we wanted to be something rural that's got lots of layers because we all have different skills and that comes together. Yeah. And the collective thing we all love because it's got that kind of slightly socialist mm. undertones mm. of <laughs> togetherness and non-hierarchical. And the onion just seemed a really beautiful metaphor yeah. for collectivity, really. Yeah. Okay. And so you, so this this germ of an idea, this this seed of an idea, germinated what over a quite a long period of time because you've been in Watch It twenty years, was yeah, it? You said yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, was this uh, you know over a cider in Pebbles Tavern or somewhere like that? You know. Yeah, I think it was alongside an Elvis impersonator <laughs> at the Esplanade Club. <laughs> 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 But yes, it's been brewing. So when I, I mean, when I moved to watch it, I didn't know anyone. Mm. I'm one of the down from London types, um, and just and had a, got a job for the Quantock Hills AUMB service. Um, and it wasn't till I had my first daughter, um, Evie, that I started to meet friends through um, antenatal classes mm-hmm. and all of that. And then you know what mums are like. Yeah. Got talking, and then got invited to the pub, and then there was the cider, and then the ideas. So I, I think we can probably put East Key down to birth of our children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> birth and cider. Birth and cider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite good things, actually. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And so, so from those early discussions, um, some of our listeners and, and frequent guests may remember this part of the harbour being relatively desolate, uh, not very much going on, a bit of a boatyard and yeah. car parks and uh, sort of 50s buildings and whatever. And then, out of nowhere, came a couple of containers. I, I remember being here one weekend and uh, and seeing these containers with the, the most amazing exhibition. And I thought, well, that's not very Watch It. That's <laughs> not very Somerset. That's not very Exmoor. Uh, is that how it started then, with, with just a couple of containers? Yeah, absolutely. So those three containers were called Contains Art, and that That's really it. was the seed of East Key. It's how it all began. And Contains Art came along because of a, a study into um, the arts sector in West Somerset and what artists wanted and what they needed, and they all said they wanted somewhere to be together. Mm. They wanted a kind of community, and they wanted studios, and they wanted um, a gallery. But the gallery to 
be exciting and be about ideas and debate and contemporary art as well as showcasing their own work. Um, and it was just so successful. And I think one of the most successful things about Contains Art was the fact that these three containers kind of accidentally formed a courtyard. Mm. And in the courtyard, we ran loads of um, kids' workshops and we called them container conversations. So we had lots of talks and events. And it was um, kind of really understood that that's where it all happened, actually, in the, in the container. So when the design started for East Key, that was one of the most important things, that we needed this courtyard mm. to stay and to feel as if it was, um, you know, the kind of open arms of all the activity could happen in, right in the middle. Mm. I, I seem to remember around that time, um, and as I say, I'd not been to watch it at that time for maybe 10 years, and walking around the streets and there was a, a little art gallery which was set behind Swain Street in yeah. in like like a garage Mayfly Studio that's it yeah, yeah. and uh, and then further up Swain Street there was uh, opposite the antique shop there was a particular gallery there that, Linda Cotton gallery. yeah Linda Cotton yeah. yeah which had a I think it was a Hans Price or something exhibition there and it was just amazing mm. and I really thought my god I've struck gold you know mm. this mm. place is where we should be living, you know. It was that um, that first thought, uh, because it felt almost like um, the art community had arrived in this part of the world. You know, you didn't have to go to Edinburgh or Manchester to Larry or to um, Towner in Eastbourne or down to St Ives to to feel that you were involved or being part of an art artistic community. Yeah. It, it, it is is there a community of artists and creatives here in Watchet in Somerset? Is is this the embodiment of that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprisingly not that small. So, mm. um, so I think lots and lots of artists uh, have sheds in the bottom of their garden mm. and um, kind of want to feel part of something together. Mm. So, so, so really contains art. Going back to contains art, that all started as well with um, creatives club on a Thursday in the pub because yeah. that's where all good things happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's this idea that over a pint you can share ideas and, and have debates and share contacts and talk about all the things that you don't have that somebody else might have that you can borrow. And that sense of community is just so strong and so important and really what East Key's built on. Mm. And so from those conversations and from the arrival of the containers and the success of the, the, the chats, the conversations around those containers... How did this get built then? Because this cost a lot of money, didn't this it? This cost 7.3 million. Oh, wow, really? okay. Yeah. Um, so it started, so back in um, 2000, and, well, I guess we did the hard work in 2013. Um, so it was, this, it was this idea of understanding what the problems of the place were uh, and then for making an argument for it. So um, what we knew that we needed to do was talk to local people mm. and ask local people, but that's also expensive. So uh, we applied to an organisation called the Social Investment Business, um, who took a punt, trusted in us, gave us some money, and then we could start. And then we run, ran hundreds and hundreds of conversations, kind of workshops, yeah. um, comment cards, YouTube videos, school fates. I mean, you name it. We tried any way we could to ask people a kind of one core question, which is what does Watch It need for a stronger future? Um, and the answers that came back thick and fast were for jobs and for more tourists to the area and to make the most of what we've got here. Um, and also there was a really strong sense of people wanting buzz and activity yeah. and mm -hmm. vibrancy and that sense that things are happening here. 
Um, so that's what Easy Key tries to embody. Mm. Um, so we did these consultations over about four months, and then the money allowed us to um, get architectural plans as well. Uh, and we employed Invisible Studio um, to create plans for us. And we had a big public meeting with the first set of plans in October of that year, and it was in the Methodist Church. Um, and it was it was to- totally different scheme to what we've got now, um, because we laid out all of these ideas and it had a big tower with people who could walk around the tower and everyone's like uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe <laughs> not <laughs> and then there were all sorts of other things that people said like the roads in the wrong place yeah. and why isn't there a landscape architect on board and actually i mean the brilliant thing about consultations and when you do it right is that people have really good ideas yeah, well there's a lot of clever people there's a lot of clever people been years years. Exactly. yeah you find that a lot down here people yeah. come to retire don't they and yeah then you discover they ran land rover or something and yeah you, it's amazing yeah They're just working at the west somerset railway as a volunteer exactly so we lucked out in being mm. able to tap into that kind of experience and knowledge and know-how yeah. and so that all formed a second iteration of the scheme um, that took another year or so to put together and then again so I think that this scheme changed three times yeah. um, until we have what we have now thanks in the main part to, to everybody's local knowledge mm. actually, and coming along and being part of the discussion so people really feel part of this don't they who live here they feel that they yeah. were part of the consultation they were listened to yeah because did you ever feel oh my god this it's too much we're pushing water uphill here oh all the time yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of cider was eat was it's drunk a lot of cider yeah. a lot of tears yeah and even yeah. though a lot you know when i think community is a bit of a misnomer mm. because it's not really one thing and it's no. not a static thing it's lots and lots and lots and lots of different friendship circles mm. Mm. and some of them overlap so we were able to reach lots of people who came to the meetings, but that's by no means everyone. Yeah, because mm. those are just the ones that show They're up. They're the ones that show up, yeah. exactly. So, we had, so I think the mistake that we might have made is that we stopped doing these conversations once we got planning. Yeah. And that was in 2018. Like, yeah. you know, we opened last year, so, there's a, so we should have just carried on. Yeah. Mm. So there's a gap and people leave and people arrive and then people are like, what the hell's going on? Um, so I think if we did anything like this again, what we've learned is that actually community conversations it's all the way through is so yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it? So if anyone's listening who's doing something like this, because mm. you're absolutely right, as in, on a much, much smaller scale, you know, I've employed an architect and got planning permission, and you get to that point, which is quite hard anyway, isn't it, when you've got the permission? Yeah. And you do then just get into making it happen. Mm. So you're now on another plane, you're somewhere else, your mind is all about how is this going in and how's that going to stand up and can I afford this? Or So I can see why you stop talking to people because you have to keep going forward, don't yeah, you? It was you really full on ahead. and so many things went wrong. Yeah, of course. Mm. So um, I don't know whether you know, but a few weeks before we started the build, uh, there was a massive hole in the seawall. Yes. There was a storm and the seawall um, breached and it was a huge hole and it was right. devastating. And for a few weeks we thought it was game over. Yeah. And thank God, luckily, the engineers came and did all their calculations and we were okay. Um, but that was that was one scary thing. And then, of course, Brexit mm. actually had a huge impact on us because suddenly you couldn't get um, the materials that you wanted and we were having windows stuck in Portugal or 
a yeah. staircase stuck in this country. Yeah. And mm. then the pandemic hit. Yes. Mm. So, <laughs> so I would recommend never doing a building. During a pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, or doing a time or, of fiscal change. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's really, it's an industrial revolution, what we've lived through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it is as major as that, isn't mm. it? We don't talk about it in those terms, but to me, that's what I feel like we're going through. I think mm. you're completely right. Yes. Mm. Everything's changing. Everything mm. has changed, and it's changing, and it's constant. So difficult. And, and, but that underlines... Watch it, because Watch it, of course, is a town of enormous change. You know, whether or not it was history with the mineral line or the, the re- more recent history with the paperworks and the closure of the paperworks. You know, Watch it has been a town of immense change. And as someone who, you know, harks from Birmingham, a city of almost immense change every 20 years mm. because of changing economic and uh, industrial revolutions and now heading into industry 4.0 you know this new world that we're entering into Mm. this feels that it is quite a poster boy if you like you know the poster Mm. child of watch it at the future it's about yeah it's a sort of evolutionary place i was just thinking because also you know it's got this very deep harbor hasn't it it's Mm. the second deepest harbor in the world is that right it's the second uh biggest tidal range That's right. in the world so yeah. it get it had the shipping from bristol didn't it in mm-hmm. elizabethan mm-hmm. area so even then when shipping started to decline this is a town that has survived these massive changes that are yeah. global yeah i mean you know the, the pandemic was a global <laughs> issue wasn't it and you are building this so did that add to the 7.3 million was that part yeah. of the reason why it was because where did all this money come from is it didn't come from the town spoke of No, well it came, so five million of it came from central government, so a a pot called the Coastal Communities Fund, and that's all about regeneration, it's about coastal towns and and trying to find a way forward, Mm. and I think we're one of the only um, towns that got funded as a community rather than the council funded, Mm. normally um, the council are funded to do this kind of thing, Um, whereas this is very much a community focused uh, that's a massive achievement you should be really proud of it yeah because it's yeah. amazing isn't it you know it's it, it's hard to explain but for west somerset this is a huge mm. achievement i think it, it's enormous it's enormous and i think one of the things that that our guests should realize and our listeners should realize is that this is a permanent thing it's not though it was like the Banksy exhibition in Western just mm. up the coast which yeah. arrived for a year or a summer and then went and um, and Sea Monster you know is going to be a big installation in Western Supermare this year but that'll be there for a short period of time this is something that our guests and our listeners will be able to visit now and get involved with the exhibitions, have something to eat and just yeah. generally enjoy it. But it will change over time. You yeah, know, there's different yeah. exhibitions but all they the just time. Keep coming back. Yeah. And yeah. and that's something that's great about this project, that it feels permanent, mm. that it feels that it's here for good. Does it evolve? Does as a project I mean I'll I'll, get, I'll let you describe the architecture of the place, but is is this the finished product? Or is well, good question, actually, because I think part of the design of the architecture is that uh, you get a bit of both. So the ground floor is this um, this kind of courtyard, open arms of solid pink concrete. So the pink is from the local red sandstone. And actually, it's a serendipitous thing because we didn't really know it was going to be pink. <laughs> it's just that's what, I, that's what the local sandstone is. But what that, what that means is that it's lovely and warm. Mm-hmm. It's got this kind of soft pink hue which is just lovely 
And then the first floor and the and then the pods above it are made of this kind of corrugated um, metal material, which is much more um, transitory. So that so you get the kind of almost church-like feel. I think. Mm. I mean, it's just a personal view of the of the solidity of the concrete, which feels timeless. Mm. That's going to be here forever. And then the, on the first and second floors, it feels as if um, in twenty years. This, these pods could change mm. yeah. and adapt into whatever else they need to be. Mm. So you get that kind of sense of timelessness and change, which I really like because I think that's true to what life is really mm. like. Mm. You need both, really. Yes, mm. you do. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It is a landmark building. And it's, it's quite interesting because for me, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, you know, it, it, it could quite easily be another modern housing development that you'd see in Portishead or you'd see in Western or wherever, but it's so much more than that, isn't it? It is, it's quite obviously a community art space and yeah. it's, I don't know, it's so much more valuable than just sticking well, with your apartments. Well, jobs yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. How many people work here now? So at the moment there's 20, mm. we're aiming for 37. See, that is a lot of jobs in a town this size, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really valuable. It's a significant employer. And the idea is that, um, the jobs are interesting. So even when someone comes and they work in the restaurant, they've got the opportunity to also work in the, do the kids' workshops and right. um, work in the shop and kind of move mm. around. So we, what we want to try and give people is interesting jobs that they enjoy and that they feel purpose and part of the whole ethos of, of this community. So that I think that's a really important point. Um, but I think the other thing about the architecture is that we gave the architect's quite a difficult brief because we wanted it to be fun and playful mm. but also of this town of mm. this place um, and the fact that the inside space needed to be as important as the outside space so we want people to, to try and make it as um, do you know what I mean if I say democratic mm. yeah like people yeah. can own it as yeah. much as mm. they want and they can be part of it so the idea is that you can come and explore um, and that sense of exploration and curiosity is part of the playfulness of it. Like, ooh, what's around here? Mm. And, yeah. what's, and there's a bridge over there and there's a terrace up there and another courtyard over there. So, it, I mean, there is a risk of getting lost. So I think we need to sort out our signage a little bit. But um, I kind of like that sense of you can come and just explore it. Mm. Feel like you're welcome to look around the corner and see what's next. I agree. I, for me, that is that was one of the things that myself and Peter picked up on straight away that it felt welcoming. How oh, good! That actually, that thing about it being accessible mm. is so important mm. because you know, and I won't mention a few of the larger galleries, but it feels like I can't go in there because I don't know enough about the subject. Yeah, I'm just I think that's be... true. You don't, and that's the de democracy of art, yeah. isn't it? You mm. don't want to feel like I don't know anything about art, no. so I can't go in here. And I think thing. that can put people off. Kids don't get that because no. they just come in and run around and jump up and down on things <laughs> and draw on things. But I like the um, the courtyard. I think that does really work. It does feel like the hands, you know. Mm. I, I think that's a really clever idea. And also you're at the mouth here of the harbour, aren't you? Mm. So you almost feel like that can be quite a harsh area. Mm -hmm. You've got the waves coming in. Mm. Or not, you're not actually in the harbour, but you know what I mean. Mm. And it, it's deep and... And then you come in here and you're like, oh, you feel sort of cosseted and mm. a bit safe from that. Because I'm not a big watery person like you are. I don't particularly like water. So 
I come in here and I'm like, oh, land, surf, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's also got like a, I would say almost a microclimate. It's not windy down yes. there. It is over there, so I can see the Ukrainian flag. Mm. Um, and we did have that where we walked up here and then we looked around and went, oh, can we go around there? You know, it's <laughs> quite like that, mm. that it's sort of corridors and, you know, you feel like you, you are exploring. Yeah, well, and we had to, there was quite a difficult balance in that. So the containers are a little bit controversial. Yeah, well, I can imagine. People, hate like, them. Just, you've just built this new building and you've put two containers in the courtyard. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. But, but really it was to provide a windbreak. Mm. Because it is really, it can get very windy yeah, around here. And we needed some way to make it sheltered. But yes. also it means that we can provide really cheap artist studio space with the containers. Mm. And we get to kind of say, you know, this is how it started. Yes. So it is, it's not to everybody's taste, but it has its... Has but its that's uses. always the problem when you build anything new, isn't it? Yeah. If everybody liked it, it would be pretty bland. <laughs> and it wouldn't make a statement. And that is true. I like... I think it's what we were saying earlier. It's good if people don't like things in a way. They come and talk about it and they, they think why they don't like it and then they go away and do something they do like or they change yeah. it. Yeah. But you can't not be impressed by it, by the, the achievement. I mean, David and I work, have worked together in, on committees and doing voluntary things and it is so hard to get anything to happen. Mm. There's a lot of arguing... <laughs> coercion you know gentle persuasion you know it, it's hard isn't it so just the achievement of doing it in the time i think it's amazing oh, really amazing and for this area yeah. which is quite conservative with a lowercase c yeah no and i can see people is. don't like the containers i get that but they've been here a long time and i think they're, they're yeah. important they mm. say and also this is a this is a shipping area. We should have containers. Mm. You know, I'm not offended by those. And I think probably what we were talking about earlier about the sea and change, mm. like that's part of what's enabled us to do this because yeah. there was quite a lot of fear and people are not quite sure what we're doing. But because it's a town of change and because people want to have a really prosperous future, yeah. people have been willing to come yeah. with us on the journey, which yeah. is a kind of great leap of faith, really. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, there was one thing that really resonated with me here, and that's that you could stand on this balcony and then you had that the Victorian railway chuffing its way just. Oh, yeah, through. I love that, yeah. And, and I think even for Peter, who is quite, and he'll be listening to this, so, you know, he's quite a matter of fact, black and white type person. I think even that. Yeah, that the, really, the romance of the, yeah, the steam railway. Yeah, yeah, just this amazing concrete structure, and then you've yeah. got this steam train chuffing. Yeah. perfectly yeah. together. Yeah, this, the, and this is what I mean. There's, there's so much thought that's gone into this, it, and I'm sure none of it is accidental. But, you know, it, 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 just, it just works. <laughs> just, it just works. Well, no, one of the things that I'm, I'm sure the architects meant, but I didn't realise until it was built, is that this balustrade here, which we call the streets on the first floor, you've got this kind of street that goes along the artist studios and you can see. But if you follow the eye line of the balustrade, it perfectly follows the line of the harbour and the marina <laughs> and then back along the esplanade to make this hole. Did you... Wow! Yeah. And they were going, like, oh, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a million pounds. <laughs> yeah, ching ching. Yeah. Backside. So there is a lot for people to do in Watcher, isn't there? Because now yes. you've got this. So 
I think this is maybe where you would start. Mm, yeah. Because there's parking nearby, isn't there? Yeah, there's parking actually all over town. Yeah. People worry about parking. Yes, there needs they do. to be more parking. It's yeah. very cheap. But it's not bad. And you can, from Minehead, you can come on the train. You can. And it's a lovely, it's lovely nice. way to come. So mm. that would be a good thing to yeah. do. You could come on the train. You could spend the morning here, have uh, morning uh, coffee and cake or lunch here couldn't you quite happily yeah there's a delicious middle eastern mediterranean restaurant so you can have which has quite a lot of vegetarian options actually Mm. which is unusual around here so that's nice it's sort of a different offer um but yes you've got so much to do so there's uh, there's actually three galleries um and 11 artist studios there's a there's a geology lab and a print studio so if, if you're here with the small children, I'm trying to think of our guests. So we have some, summer guests tend to come with, you know, little kids or teenage, young teenagers. So what would you do here with your, with your kiddies? Well, if you come in the holidays, mm. there's a kid's family workshop every single day, right. mostly in the afternoons, which is, tends to be messy play or some kind of yep. making, mask making oh, or nice. canvas making. Um, Do you have to book that or can you just no, come along? No, they are just drop-ins. Right. Uh, there's also messy play every Friday. So you can come, if you've got toddlers between, um, I think it's two to nine, mm-hmm. uh, you can come in on a Friday and drop in and play with paints and nice. all sorts. If you've got teenagers, there's something called Creatives Club on a Saturday morning, which you do have to book for. Mm. But, uh, but that, So that's slightly more um, in-depth, kind of almost like an art class. Yeah. Um, but there'll always be exhibitions on that you can do um, and we also quite often have evening events as well which are kind of pop up we do something called kitchen conversations which is a meal and a talk uh, by a speaker so they're pretty regular Um, we had a gig the other night that was good fun Gadarine I know you have um, gigs because Phil our rock god has done a gig here hasn't he amazing yeah. Oh God! Has he? I didn't know he'd done one yeah, here. Yeah, he has definitely done a blog, uh, a blog, a gig here. Yeah, he Brilliant. told us about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're it's really good. popular, aren't they? Really, I mean, they always sell out. Yeah. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's wise to keep your eye on the mm. website or the social. What's media. the website? So the website's uh, eastkeywatchit.co.uk, okay. and we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as eastkeywatchit. So do keep an eye on because there's things happening all the time. Yeah, we will obviously put that on the podcast, but we'll also promote it on our own socials. Yeah, so or on the social, as we say, on the social or on the gram. And and in terms of, uh, I mean, because I'm always looking out for decent food, as you rightly said, there's a restaurant downstairs which is really fantastic, yeah, really nice. good coffee. I won't say the best coffee anywhere, but it's really good coffee <laughs> uh, because you know I'm a big Don't fan of Sam's Deli and watch it. You see, so uh, they are so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they do really good scotch eggs. But that's another story. Um, but uh, so really good downstairs, and I have to say, when I was here at Bank Holiday, it felt right Mediterranean. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. The weather you know, was good. Wasn't beautiful it? weather, and there were people outside yeah. enjoying. You know, sitting outside, having a good time. Yeah, it's great. It was really, really good. So there's a different vibe here compared yeah, to almost anywhere else. It, it really catches the sun in the afternoon. It does, yeah. doesn't it? It's a real sun trap. Yeah. Mm. So you can come in the, on Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays we have uh, evening platters. So you can come and have a beer in the evening and snack on um, some delicious crudités. Oh, nice. So that's nice. There you go. Yeah, bring the boys down. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's Thursday evenings. And in terms of upcoming, so, and I'm going to get this name completely wrong. So the last um, uh, exhibition that I saw was uh, an audiovisual uh, exhibition. Was it Bedwe- Bedwear Williams? Yeah. That's so it. he's a Welsh artist. Yeah. Very, very funny. He's a stand up comedian as well. So that exhibition was all about a kind of aging. He, he based it on the, the seawall, mm. the hole in the seawall and imagined himself as an older artist who was kind of obsessed with aging and needing everything to age at exactly the same rate, just like a seawall does, mm. and being terrified and, and also slightly obsessed by holes. So okay. it was yeah. Yeah. Sounds funny and slightly quite hard to imagine, mm. but yeah, <laughs> off the wall, yeah. yeah. Uh, so next we've got an exhibition called Better Than This, which is um, a climate change exhibition with three artists. Um, all talking about um, the climate emergency and and hope and how to feel hopeful. Um, so I think I think that would be lovely. So that's, mm. I'm just I'm just. Looking how do at you decide on the exhibitions? Well, they are all planned three years in advance. Wow! So it's it's quite a big um, undertaking. So our cultural programming has three themes. Uh, so one is identity and belonging, mm-hmm. one is community and place, and one is climate and change. So artists, so we look for artists globally that respond to these themes because we're interested, you know, that's what we're all about here. This is about um, recognising that community is the first line of defence in any shock, mm-hmm. like yeah. COVID talked yeah, about. Yeah, like we learned if we didn't know already. Yeah. And, and by feeling attached to the place that you live I think it grounds you and it makes you feel secure and that means that you can um, kind of be a better human in some ways because you feel safe it's a bit like attachment mm, parenting yeah, isn't it yeah. um, so we're looking for artists that help us explore those ideas and then the, of course climate is the biggest change that we're facing at the mm. moment and a lot of a lot of the art that we're seeing is um, kind of really doom and gloom yeah. and mm. difficult and it makes it in my mind it, it doesn't help we need to find solutions and way forwards and if you don't feel help, hopeful then it's nothing nothing good will happen so mm. we need to find artists that can offer hope I think mm. yeah I, I agree I think we have all been in that doom and gloom space a little bit yeah, um, yeah. but it's really good to see that um, you know that um, uh, that Channel 4 are doing the art club with Grace and Perry and that is 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 moving in that direction oh, at the I moment, love, isn't I it? I love Grace and Perry. Yeah, I mean, it, it was quite interesting watching that program during the pandemic and seeing people in that dark space yeah. Yeah. and how now people are beginning to emerge from that dark yeah. space and the arts changing and Grace and Perry was sort of imagining, has taken us on that journey, if yeah. you like. And it's, it's like a grief journey, isn't yeah, it? Mm. it is. You have to go into the dark place and then come out the other side. Mm. And it's and it's great to see that East Key is there. I mean, I've got to ask for the future of the collective. Mm. Uh, where do you go from here? I mean, obviously you've got this amazing schedule of work. Down the pub. Yeah, down the pub. <laughs> down the pub <laughs> for more ways, ideas. Yeah. That's well, that's. Funny. So what next? I mean, I have to say, I work with a bunch of women that are forever coming in on a Monday morning, going, "I've got a great idea." <laughs> it's, it's almost the opposite, trying to yeah. be like, no, "Guys, come on." But um, at the moment, we've got a really exciting project called Understory, which is about mapping connections between people and organisations. Mm. So we've got um, it's uh, we've put it together with a gaming company called Free Ice Cream. So they've 
made a game actually where you can go into different places and help them map out all of their connections and then the idea is that communities can mo- if you know your community and you know who's in it and you know who's working towards what you can mobilize and you can mm. get together and make great mm. things happen and build more east keys because yeah yeah so it's a sort of ground up totally yeah so, yeah. so that's always my theory about all of these things is if you start small mm. You can do amazing things mm. if you try. A bit like the hope and the climate change. Mm. If you think I've got to stop the Amazon rainforest being cut down, you can't do that because mm. it's too big. But yeah. if you think I need to find a way to reuse my tea bags and my coffee pods, mm. yeah. you can do that. Mm. And then you can do a bit more and a bit more and get other people to do it. But totally, I love that free ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm totally Even biased, I but I think community is the answer to everything. Mm. Like we just need good relationships, and we need to know mm. each other, and we need to work together, and that mm. is the answer. And I think COVID may have given us the bit of hope that we have rediscovered yeah. the importance of community because yeah. I think it was being lost. I suspect people have been saying this for hundreds of years. Mm. Yeah. But um, I think it, it was being lost. And I think I in agree. cities, certainly, it came, mm. you know, that, that feeling came back. And I think we did, you know, there was an awful lot going on in communities all over uh, West Somerset and Exmoor mm. during the pandemic. I think our, we're beset by issues here, as we know, you know, in terms of poor road transport, no public transport and the like. So that, yeah, in some ways, on one side of the barometer, it sort of forces us to be better communities. Mm. But on the other hand, it means that we lose a lot of people who just can't live here anymore and they yeah. go to the big cities and they make their fortune yeah, in exactly. London and Birmingham and the like and I think that you were mentioning earlier on about community outreach so being mm-hmm. part of a community is that the sort of thing you do with schools and other yeah exactly uh, so we have a we have a kind of anti-classroom here called the creator space which kids in local schools designed with the architects um, so they they said in order so the question was how do you feel the most creative in what kind of space and the answer was different ways of sitting. So they didn't want to sit at a desk and a table. So they've got these big balls. So you can sit on a ball or a kind of landscape that you can climb on and kneel on and lie on. And sometimes they hide <laughs> underneath it. Um, and then lighting, of course, different mm. lighting for different moods. So schools come to the creative space and do different kind of art workshops. And um, Kat's our education officer, and she leads a whole load of, whole programme of educational activities in there. And yeah, kids. And like, if we can give kids those kind mm-hmm. of opportunities, then I think the the whole point of East Key is about um, helping people to feel more creative, to to find solutions to to the big problems that we've got today, and mm. we need to nurture that in in our young people. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does that to me. This space does something to me. It's it's something that uh, yeah, it really triggers something. It's let's say very peaceful, but at the same time, as it feels part of the creative community mm. which as Lucy and I were saying earlier on is sadly lucky uh, in this part of the world so yeah you're doing an amazing job and it's been really good to talk with you today um, no, I really hope people are going to come and experience it oh. you know, yeah. our guests yeah. will come and they'll come at different times of the day they'll come with the kids they'll come in the evening and do the sharing platter and also they'll just sort of wander into watch it yeah. I think yeah. watch it is a place to explore totally you know, it's an interesting town. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, it's it, yeah. I, I think it's a great place to come and try. And I think the coming on the railway is a good idea. You definitely can park, mm. but in the school holidays, you know, it can get busy. There's not a lot of parking here, so 
Yeah. Railway is a good option. Mm. Railway is great. And, and there are buses, even though yes. they're not very good buses. There mm-hmm. are yeah. buses. There are, yeah, there buses, are. The 28 yeah. runs uh, yeah. relatively frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lovely visitor centre. Yeah. We've got yeah. two beaches. Yeah. Beaches. Yeah, I, West Street nice Beach is my favourite. Bring your cosy and your towel and not yeah. pop down to West Street yeah. Beach. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely come for the day, yeah. I would say. Mm. Yeah. Come for the day, check the timetable, come on the railway. Then you've done two things in one day. Mm. And you can spend quite a lot of time here, I think, just being mm. and, you know, experiencing some lovely art. I mean, I can't, I'm not sure on the last count, but the last time I heard we had seven pubs in Watch It. So you mm. can, yes. you know... You can definitely explore all seven. And come up with lots of creative ideas. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, and I will just touch on that one last thing, because I was looking at your jobs page the other day, and I was seeing, you know, there's, there's always job opportunities popping up here. Yeah. And there is something, there is that theme that runs through it, you know, that, that, that you are part of a bigger thing yeah. rather than yeah. just working in the kitchen or just working in the shop or whatever, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, for our local listeners, and, you know, that you've always got jobs popping up, we do, especially as we move into the summer season. Mm. So we are going to be looking for um, part-time staff in the in the kitchen mm-hmm. and in the shop. Um, so yes, do have a look on the Onion Collective jobs page um, and also on our social media. And we mm. keep posting. And also any chefs out there, we're also look, always looking for yeah. chefs. Yeah, okay, chefs. Mm, chefs. Yeah, <laughs> I, if I was a chef recruitment agency, <laughs> yeah. everybody is, and we're and we're really lucky with Richard. Our head chef is absolutely phenomenal. He used to run a, um, a restaurant in Taunton called Anise, um, so he's a superstar. But he does need some time off sometimes, mm. which um, it's hard to give him at the moment. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but we have, we, you know, we've got lots of, we've got a wonderful team. But the more the merrier. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so have a look at the jobs page if you're listening to this locally and you fancy a bit of a change because it is a great environment in which to work. So, Georgie, thank you very much for your time today. I'll let you get back to creativity. And Lucy, thanks for joining. It's been great. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it.